Welcome back, everyone. It's Daily DVR. It is Thursday, November 9th, 2023. My name is Axel. I've got my great friend Ando here with me. We're not talking football. This isn't half of Around the Couch. We're here to talk about some TV and film and the world of entertainments that we both enjoy. You can check out more of our podcasts, including Around the Couch, at dvrpodcast.com. You can also become a patron at patreon.com. And I just want to again say hello to uh, Patreon. Patreon is doing new things. And uh, now you can become like a free patron for a little while and download a lot of stuff. And we appreciate that. I mean, we're just here to entertain ourselves and you talk in our fucking man caves especially ourselves if anybody else is entertained it's just a bonus i know it's definitely ourselves first folks let's just be honest here (laughs) okay we love you we try to put on good shows but this is really for us um we hope you enjoy it um that voice of course is andy oh patreon.com slash dvr you can go to um how you doing ando you're you're at the uh the sowing is done. Wait, are you reaping or are you sowing? Uh, this would be reaping. Okay, sowing is when, reaping. sowing is when you plant. Okay, okay, sowing the seeds of love, right? Just like that song. Yes, it's yep. we. I, it, there's a lot of tears and some fears yes. when we harvest. So, so harvest is over. How was it, buddy? It was very, very long. I think I had two or three weeks in a row where I had close to 100 hours in working. So it was it was wow. long, but that's. Part of the price of having that schedule is you work hard, really hard in September, October, part of November and April. And then the rest of the year, you can kind of do fun things like podcasts in the middle of the afternoon on a weekday if we want to. So, so yeah, we just have a little end of the works, end of the year stuff to do or a little bit of groundwork and then we are done really. So it's, uh, I'm nice and relaxed now. I've had a chance to watch some TV that hasn't been football in the last couple of days since we've been done. So I'm happy to talk about it. Wow, man. The pictures you send blow my mind. You know, I live here and guess in our new place is more of the suburbs. I think the place we're living in a little town called Milwaukee outside of Portland, and that's a bit more urban. Um, And the area we were in was a little bit more urban. Where I'm now is definitely more in the suburban area. And I'm kind of close to some farms and stuff. That's the cool thing about Oregon. Anywhere you go, the town, like in Milwaukee too, there was like right up my block, there was just this huge farm, like in this huge mm-hmm. plot of land. People still keep it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, That's kind of cool. Yeah, so it's a mix. But when I see your pictures, man, wow, that's really... That's something else, dude. And you're like, you, those those vehicles are awesome. I show Lachlan a picture, and he's just like, "Whoa, dude!" Yeah, they are. Uh, they're pretty incredible. It's it's easy to get numb to them because yeah. I've used them for so long that. But when I know, and I get reactions from people, and I show them that people aren't around that thing all the time. It's it. I know it can be pretty crazy, pretty amazing yeah. stuff. Yep, man. Those are some big trucks, man. Big vehicles. And, uh, and you're out there at night too, and in weather and stuff. And well, usually that kind of stuff, we don't try to do that unless it, unless there's like weather coming in, like a couple of those nights when we were working till like midnight, it was because there was snowstorms coming in or rainstorms and harvesting doesn't usually react well with that. You can do it, but as you can imagine, combining in the mud is not, 
necessarily what you want to be doing if you don't have to. So mm-hmm. otherwise we know we normally try to work from like seven to eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night, depend but unless we go longer if there's bad weather, I guess. Kind of kind of the best way to put it. I mean, it's just like anybody else. If you're mowing your lawn or something, you're not gonna you you might try and hurry and go late because it's gonna rain for two days or something. Yeah. So Yeah. Well, that's awesome, dude. A man of the land and oh <laughs> Um, speaking of around the couch, I just finished watching, we weren't really speaking of it, but I wanted to talk about this. So I said that, um, I just finished watching the Texans versus the bucks and that CJ Stroud performance of 470 something yards and five touchdowns. And, and by the way, Baker Mayfield looked awesome too. Both the defenses look like poo poo, um, especially the Tampa Bay secondary where there was a many 10 yard throws that turned into 30 or 40 yard, uh, pass. That's, that's like, kind of crazy. Cause yeah. they've had a pretty decent defense and decent secondary over the, over that, the last few years. That's the NFL though. Isn't it right? The yeah. 49ers are monsters of the midway. And then the next week they suck. Um, mm-hmm. so it's just, you know, I, I don't know. It's something in the water when they travel or something. I have no idea, but, that game was great TV. That was a lot of fun. Ian Eagle had the call, and um, I love him a lot. So if you get a chance, speaking of a TV show called the NFL, that was a great game. And I, The YouTube TV, it's so great. You can choose the full game or the whistle-to-whistle. Whistle. I usually go with the full game because I, I'd just rather – have it on while I'm building some Lego or something like that or hanging out or doing whatever. Even even if it's just my phone in my pocket, I listen to the audio. Do you do well, that, Ando? Uh, do you watch any well, – do you watch I, on your phone and stuff? Well, I do I do a lot of the uh, – and I got it this year too, just like I did last year, that NFL Plus thing where it for because a lot of times because when I'm working, I can't exactly have the screen on all the time. Yeah. So I, I, but it has that has all the radio feeds from all the teams that you can listen to anytime. So I can listen to the the radio. I, I listen to a lot of radio broadcasts on my phone while I'm at work because it it just works better for. I mean, if I'm driving, it's I can't really. I mean, I could, but it's not not very safe to be watching the game. So I listen to a lot of them during harvest. But then, what I've done, what depends on how much time I have. I'll watch games later if I can. But a lot of times, I will. NFL is really good about putting like a twenty minute recap of on youtube usually where they will have it'll have like all the all the i can't remember what they call it consequential plays or something where like all the third downs all the all the games of over four or five yards and so you kind of i mean it's not the same as watching it but sometimes you just don't have enough time to watch everything you know yeah that's interesting yeah i'm not a big um uh replay like i guess i guess what would you call that highlight reel you know what i'm saying like i'm you know, it's kind of, but it's literally just the raw footage cut down. It's not like there's not music playing or all this other stuff. It's okay. It, so, like, if it's Kevin Harlan on the call on TV, you'll hear Kevin Harlan make the call, and it's like, and it's a six-yard pass to Justin Jefferson, and then it'll just cut, cut to like the next play, and yeah. so there, you won't have all that time in between. Yeah, that's like the whistle to whistle. Is yeah, that, okay. That, so it's very similar to that then. Oh, but it cuts it but it cuts down the number of plays. It just shows the yeah, big plays. It also cuts some of the it's it's yeah. not every play, but it's yeah. probably half the plays or two thirds okay. of the plays. That's interesting. Yeah, I've just get into the habit of watching the whole game, man, just putting it on and fast forwarding a bit and 
you can kind well, of you can see the good thing and i mean this is something we all don't talk about it's but it's true the different services and the way that like some of them when you fast forward it gives you a nice big box so you can actually see it fast forwarding on the bot right like yep. on the dial on the bottom some of yeah. them really don't and youtube tv does a good one so you can kind of see what's happening and i can even see the score so and now what i might do now now that i actually have some free time i mean it, it never makes sense for me to get sunday ticket for the first two months because i I just don't have enough time to utilize what that costs. But I, I've thought about maybe signing up for the half season thing now because now I'll actually have time during the day. Because oh, yeah. even when I'm at work, I'm doing paperwork and year end stuff, and I can have a game on in the background, and it's not wouldn't it's not really distracting. So I can kind of half watch while I'm doing that stuff. So now that I have time, I, I may do that now for the rest of the season. Yeah, it's good, man. It's very awesome. Um, all right, well, let's move on from football talk because we did talk for six and a half hours uh a couple nights ago about had a couple long ones yeah Whew, that was a long one solo cracks me up he's always like stop trying come on let's keep on going and then we get to the end to do the thing and he's like well we did go really long folks so i'm kind of tired now and uh and i'm like solo this is what i'm trying to produce the fucking show here this is what i'm trying to tell you if we condense the beginning you won't be tired we'll hit that end you know but <laughs> it's it's not even worth doing that because i don't ever want to ruin the fun and the spontaneity of the show you know what i'm saying so well and i mean even though we have a format there it's pretty yeah. free-flowing and loose and yeah. almost a hangout kind of podcast yeah, in a lot of ways so yeah. yeah it's it's not quite the same when we stick to the stick it right to it yeah that's part of the fun is just the free-flowing bullshit stuff so i actually true. had some, a friend of mine from high school texted me a couple of days ago i'll i'll share this again when we record it on next week but i hadn't i probably haven't talked to him in two years maybe year and a half and he it was texting me and saying hey man i've been listening to your podcast i don't even like the nfl anymore but i enjoy listening to you guys talk so i i listen to it even though i'm not really don't really watch the nfl anymore so i thought that was a pretty good compliment so oh that's awesome wow yeah. that's very well tell him thank you that's super cool i will I, I have already but i will pass that that's on from really everyone cool. else too yeah, yeah i love to hear i love to hear when people actually listen to us that's yeah, awesome. i didn't even know that he listened to the podcast so it was even more it was even more fun to hear that so yeah that is cool man well all right let's go talk a little bit about marvel i had talked some about this with our man mike the other day when he was on and if y'all remember, we had covered Loki and Captain America, the Captain America show, which I can't even remember the name of. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter Soldier, yep. Um, with Delvin, too. And uh, I, I guessed it on both of those as well for at yeah. least one episode. On yes, people, I a lot. Yeah, you came with a bunch of people. We had fun. That was a lot of fun. Yes, but, was. um, you know, that was in a different time. People were maybe a little more excited coming off the uh, the old Thanos endgame, the first quote-unquote phase, which I like to call the first season of Marvel. And Mike and I talked about it. And I want to see your opinion, though, just recently, something that we had discussed, which is the way that it ties you to everything they create because the stories are so interwoven 
that it can become a bit of a chore. And sometimes you might sit there like watching one of these things. Like I watched Secret Invasion just because I was like, well, I should watch it because I want to understand the movie. You're right. Even though after a couple episodes, I was like, I would not be continuing to watch this if it wasn't for that. Um, Nick Fury and his love life were not exactly compelling in that show. Well, you know, that show in particular, I actually enjoy, I like the, I like a lot more than you. I liked, especially the first half, three, four episodes I really liked because I like the spy stuff, but I loathed the way they ended. I know you you and Mike talked about that a little bit, but like the character that they turned, uh, Daenerys into, I ugh, I don't. Yeah, I thought that was. I I did not. I don't know. I just didn't. It bombed at the end. Oh, just I'm sorry. I didn't mean to break you off there, but no, yeah, that's fine. Just tanked at the end. No, that's sorry. a that's a good yeah. thing. That's a that's why I wanted to talk about it because that sets one thing up. But the the news article was that this new show Echo, which is I guess is like a kind of a spinoff of Daredevil, but she appeared. I remember the character. She appeared in the um, Hawkeye. Hawkeye series, right? Yep. Which I thought was fun, little little Christmas. Yeah, I thought that's one of the. I thought that yeah. was one of the best Definitely. best Marvel one, or best TV yep. shows they've done. Yeah, and it actually felt like a short series of a comic book. It mm-hmm. really felt like it was written that way too. Anyway, they created this new thing, much as the much in the way they've done in many universes that we know of. And it's called Marvel Spotlight. And it what it basically means is you don't you can come into it without knowing what the fuck's going on in the Marvel universe. And nothing that happens in it is gonna drastically affect the rest of the Marvel universe. Right? Like this character may end up appearing in other things, but they're not gonna introduce something that is a storyline that you're going to need to know for the next Marvel's movie or whatever fuck movie they're coming out with. Um, So that in a way is an interesting way of admitting that it's hard to keep track of things. Um, But in light of that, what did the end of secret invasion Daenerys Targaryen's character becomes this all-powerful being with like eight to ten different powers of other people. I I don't even know where I'm going with this, Ando. But what what do you th- where are you at with Marvel? What do you think of this idea of actually having things that you don't have to pay attention? And how are you feeling about it in general? Because I know you've been a fan for a long time. Yes. What. Well, I- I listen to you and Mike talk about it, and I definitely have very a lot of, in a lot of ways a lot of similar thoughts. the The first thing is the the Echo thing doing that as a what what is it Marvel Spotlight is that what they're calling yes, it? Yes, Marvel Spotlight. I don't know why they haven't done that already because I'm looking back at some of these like Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, She Hulk, Se- well maybe not Secret Invasion, but those three in particular all could have had that banner because yeah we're gonna see those characters again, but. I don't think like I know Miss Marvel is in the Marvels coming up. I don't think you need to have seen Miss Marvel to yeah, I'm, I'm guessing you don't need to to enjoy it or, or to whatever in that or Moon Knight had zero connection. So why not? I don't I think they, they made a mistake doing that in the first place, not doing that in the first place. Like Loki obviously is an MCU thing. Keep that with the regular Marvel. I don't it seems like they were a little behind the ball on rebranding some of that stuff. I think it would have helped some of this, but 
Oh, they'll overalls. retroactively do it, Andy. The next time yeah. you log in, you'll just there'll be like a news article. Guess what? Now these four series are part of Marvel Spotlight, and they'll yeah. give them their own little plaque and everything. I like it. I think it's a good idea. And I do. Yeah, I mean, I've always been in favor. I've been saying this for years. Superhero stories are just stories. They don't have to all in- interconnect. And like you have a movie like Logan or something like that, right? Which kind of mm-hmm. stands out. Now, yes, in a way it connects to other comics and stories and such, but it's really a standalone thing. And uh, that's okay. It's fun to just have a little well, story if they're going to keep that's, doing these things. I think that's where part of the disappointment comes in is because when you look at the last, like the pre-end game, like I'm looking at the list of the movies here, and there was basically had Captain Marvel, Endgame, Ant Man and the Wasp, Infinity War, Black Panther, Ragnarok. Those things all basically, when you were when we were watching all those, you knew you had to watch everything. They basically trained us to watch everything, and then they introduced a whole bunch of stuff in the movies and in the TV shows since that. Where is it? There was no reason you have to see Black Widow or Shang Chi or. Um, uh, the Eternals or some of the, I mean, cause that none of those have really been referenced since then. So I think the fact that they trained us that you have to see everything is actually hurting them in the ass right now, because you obviously don't have to see all of the stuff since Endgame. And I think that's, I think people are starting to get a little pissed off at that. Maybe not pissed off, but it, like I say, it seems exhausting that you have to keep up with all this stuff when it sure doesn't seem like it did. Because when we were watching Ragnarok, Infinity War, that stuff, it was fun. I was just fine with it. I'm like, I want to see everything. It doesn't seem like it didn't seem like a chore, and now it does a yeah. little bit. Yeah, and I, my my issue when I look at the list and I think about what you were saying, which is you kind of don't really need to see the whole movie of some of these movies to, to for some of the concepts to come through, mm-hmm. and they could they should just be good movies. Well, when I look at the list before Endgame, right, and leading up to it, a lot of those movies are the same way. You don't particularly, there may have been one aspect of it that clued into Thanos, but in a lot of ways, you didn't really need to see the movie, right? It, it was it was a, just a fun, good movie. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the thing with me is, I think if they concentrated more on making each individual film good and less so on making it blend with the other movies stylistically as well, right? Thematically, tonally, especially tonally, then you'd probably get better films and better TV series. And I think that the decision to do this, the decision that make this uh, special spotlight series, the decision to bring in TV people to do television shows kind of shows to me that they are getting it, that they understand people are having a little bit of fatigue and yeah, I did, well, you know, so it's, I think it's, it's a good thing. They and seem some to be of it listening. is like, the fatigue thing, I think, is, I, for the longest time I pushed back against that, that I thought, because people have been saying that since even before Endgame, people were saying superhero fatigue, superhero fatigue. And I will still maintain the fact that if, the, if everything's good, people will keep going. There's no question about that. But with this much stuff, I don't know. If, I think they're having a hard time with their own quality control. I mean, it's got to be yeah. when, when they've got 25 projects going at one time, how can Feige and all those guys keep everything? I mean, keeping everything 
Well, everything that's the uh, issue, though, isn't it, all, Ando? Yeah. You're saying it, right? How can they keep control? When you attempt to control everything like that, you're going to fail. What they need to start, yeah. what they need to do is admit that they can't control it and allow the creative people to create. And I think with the strikes ending, by the way, we should have mentioned that. This is the first uh, pod we've had since the strike ended, the actor strike yesterday. The longest actor strike in the history of Hollywood. It's not mm-hmm. Hollywood's not that old people. It's like a hundred <laughs> years old, okay? Yeah. Like this is America, right? Like we walk by a tree and we're like, oh my God, it's a hundred years old. It's like you see that tree over there in that other country. It's like five thousand years old. Yeah, our sense of time is not yes. exactly what I would call good. Um, and not at all. Um, fast, cheap, and out of control, baby. Uh, anyway, I don't remember what I was. Oh, the, about the about. letting the creatives be creative. Oh and, yes. well, and, yeah, yeah. You got to let go is, of control. Let let them and, let them do their s- thing. And spacing things out would not hurt. Because I, I mean, they still have to have. I mean, they, I, I get it. That's still a huge money maker for them. So they want to have some kind of quality control there. But you, I don't say when it's, it's like any business. When you expand too fast, you can't. Your quality control just isn't going to be as good. Yeah. And it's it, that really seems what it. I don't know. It's and, and you're right. The creative thing too was definitely would definitely not hurt because I mean, the the stories of the of the. Um, which one was it? Is it the Marvels? Yeah, I think the something about the Marvels just coming out where the director the director was wasn't even there at the end of the movie because it was all special effects and stuff, and she went on to a different movie before the before the final cut of Marvels was even done. So not that that doesn't happen in those big movies, but just yeah. the, the fact that they're doing that means the director isn't that involved compared to another a normal movie, at least in the in a lot of that stuff. So. Yeah. Well, that was the silly thing about saying we're going to let TV people do TV when they were trying to make the movies like they were TV. Like you already mm-hmm. knew how to do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, in essence, you know, my opinion originally and in my heart of hearts, it does bother me that these films and the spectacle is what takes over the box office. Films have changed. I mean, I look at films right now. I've actually wanted to go see a movie with Lachlan in the past couple of months. There has not been a film that I wanted to go see in the theater that was in the theater. The things that I want to see are, and he says the same thing. He says, I'd rather watch this movie that's coming out on Netflix or, or uh, Amazon or whatever, or Apple. I would rather watch this TV show, right? Or play this video game. Um, I think that, it, well, yeah, video games have eat, yeah. video games have eaten into a lot of the uh, just, just as much as the superhero. The video games have eaten into as much of the box. So they dwarf what the what Hollywood makes at this point yeah. for money. So it's like a, it's a it's a good thing. What there's a new uh, there's a new Paul Giamatti Alexander Payne movie coming out. What's the name of that movie? Oh uh, uh, yeah, what is that? I just saw something the, about it. Uh, the holdovers. Yes, And that's the kind of movie that I look at and I'm like, wow, that's awesome. I'm so glad a movie like that is coming out in theaters, you know? Mm-hmm. And normally that would be coming out on like a streamer or something um, because it's like an adult drama. Might be comedic, yep. but it probably has some emotion, right? A dramedy, well, yeah. if you will. Everything pain is, yeah. It's yeah. it's a drama with comedy elements, most yeah. likely is what it is, yeah. And that's the, but instead... 
You know, we're talking about the Marvel movies, which dominate theaters, and the Marvels is going to come out and make a bazillion dollars, but that's not good enough, right? It's never good enough. It's never enough money. It's never enough. It has to be bigger and better. But if they're actually saying, hey, maybe we should actually let people create, and with the, like I was saying, with the strikes ending, people kind of coming back with some vigor, right? They couldn't do what they love to do, it kind of... A lot of times when that happens, I think you look at the last strike, we had a lot of interesting projects after because people mm -hmm. are like, fuck, I should actually write that thing I always wanted to write and yeah. not. <laughs> I, th I think we talked know? about that one other time when the first strike, when the strike first started, I think we yeah. had talked about that. And I would, I had said, oh, I, I think maybe more creativity might come out of this because people have been sitting around Gosh. and not being able to do anything and they're going to take advantage That's of that. That's my hope, man. That That's my hope. I mean, look, I love comic books. Just the other day, I joined this Facebook group. I'm such a fucking old man. And it's called like things in northern New Jersey that aren't there anymore, right? Oh, yep. And I grew up in northern New Jersey. And one of them was the comic book shop in the Livingston Mall, which I think was called Heroes World, but I'm not sure. And that was like my first comic book shop, the first place I went into. And I can remember the feeling of even feeling like intimidated because it was so geeky and the guy uh -huh. behind the counter was such a geek and I could hear people <laughs> talking about, you know, different books and, you know, like th that X-Men 104 was not as good as, you know, when that happened and I'd be like, oh man, I remember like just grabbing different comics and reading them and I, so hearing about something that the only way to watch it was to import some vhs tape yeah, from japan man come on like that yeah. yes or different weird issues or alternate mm -hmm. variant covers and you know that's just like the cool little things you could order from the back of it or the little messages that they'd write in there and um it was uh you know it was really kind of fun and it, those stories definitely shaped me as a kid and they were interesting. Mostly just I'm a sci-fi geek and a lot of it's sci-fi goodness. You know what I mean? Yeah, like there's fun so much sci-fi yeah, yeah. tied in with all, almost any major yep. superhero comic book type thing. It's, there's an element of sci-fi to what level it's the, you know, the one thing too, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the, the list of the, just talking about theaters in general and superheroes and stuff. I'm looking at the list of movies that have, like the top 20 movies of the year so far this year. And I think a big part of this might just be too, that I don't know if it's ever going to change back to what it was. I mean, seeing movies like the fugitive in, or a few good men, things like that, that were huge hits back in the nineties, because the people that drive those people our age and older, we can all afford to have setups at our home that blow anything away. We could see in the nineties on pan and scan VHS. And if we can wait two months to see, whatever uh oppenheimer uh, that's the one big success of the that's not basically uh, animated or superhero or a sequel well and the taylor swift movie but that's a whole different yeah, thing yeah these but, oh my god Ando, but like, this is such a depressing list of movies man yeah, holy but, shit uh, but i mean most of the movies that we would i mean can you and i have talked about before is like especially like you you're you're taller and you're and it's Going to the movie, you you always say it's such a pain in the ass to go to the theater and all that. I mean, maybe the theater is just going to be. Cause I, I know there was a famous interview from uh, Lucas and Spielberg ten years ago, something that said eventually all movie theaters are just going to be big thrill ride stuff. Maybe that's all it will be because everybody else has got such great home setups now that we never used to have. It's I don't know. Does that 
I don't, I, and maybe it's kind of depressing, but I don't know. Maybe I, maybe it just won't change back to that again. It might just be places for movies like that, or are going to be unless it's Chris Nolan or something like that. It's going to be a home viewing experience. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the thing to remember is that the theater has always spectacle has always been a part of the theater, right? Mm -hmm. And though there are a lot less dramatic films and though the way films are made and even the way they're edited, the way the story beats, it's a lot different. You know, back in the day, you would take 45 minutes to introduce a story to surprise someone right in the middle of the movie. Now that takes th- your three minutes in and the person gets their powers or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. We, we, as a things progress over that time and we're older too. But even as I look, like I said to myself, okay, Lachlan's 11. I just looked at the list of top grossing films in 2023, the top 20 so far, and they're movies like Barbie, Super Mario Brothers, Oppenheimer, Guardian of the Galaxy, Fast X, Spider-Man, Little Mermaid, Mission Impossible, Elemental, Ant-Man, John Wick, Transformer. There, two of these would be considered Barbie, maybe. Oppenheimer is the only adult drama, right? You don't get yep. to another adult drama until Creed three. Is that really well, an adult drama? Kind of maybe. Count, unless you count the Sound of Freedom, but that's but at eighteen. Not about, let's not talk about that. Right. But that is not. That is. I, I would. I don't know. I haven't seen it, but isn't it really more of like an action movie? I thought isn't it was. It? I thought it was kind of a dramatic thriller. Okay. I don't know how much action it was, but I don't know. I well, guess I haven't seen it, so we know those numbers are like doubly inflated but yeah well either way that's a whole different conversation but yeah most of them are not yeah yeah. you don't see it you really got to go down if i go to now this is what i was doing if i go to when i was 11 okay which is 1985 i was 11 Uh in 1985 have out of africa back to the future rambo rocky the color purple cocoon jewel of the nile witness Goonies, Spies Like Us, Police Academy 2, Fletch, A View to a Kill, National Lampoons, Mask, The Breakfast Club, White Knights, Pale Rider, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Brewster's Millions. So if you look at that list, Out of Africa, The Color Purple, Witness, um, Mask, well, White Knights. I would say... Out of those, out of that list too, I bet there's only three or four of those. If all those were made today, I bet only three or four of those would even be going to theaters. Oh yeah, no, a lot of them would not. Definitely not. Um, Rocky Back to the Future and Rocky, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it just goes to show, Ando, that twenty. You know how many? What eighty-five to now? How many? Ninety-five. I'm so bad. Like thirty, almost forty years ago, yep. there was only like three more adult dramas. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So it wasn't like it was. Yeah, you're right. Reverse, right? Like still the spectacle back to the future. Rambo, Rocky, Cocoon, yeah. you know, James Jewel Bond. Yeah. yeah, that's e. still e. I see Police e. Academy e. two was number 11. Yeah. Mad yeah. Max. I see on. on here beyond Thunderdome. Yeah. yeah. Commando. So, yeah. Those are exactly. Dude. Mm-hmm. 
So you did have more adult dramas were released. Yeah. And I think when you look at the numbers, this is just like when you opened my eyes about runtimes, right? Yeah. And I dived into it and found out it's not true, right? Movies are just as long as they, there's always, it's fluctuates. There's no data supporting either way. I think maybe if, even if we just take these two years, I don't know, we could look at other years and it could be different. I think there was more, but it wasn't dramatic, you know? And so. they're also, I mean, the other difference now is there's so many more movies that are being made now. I mean, getting released in theaters isn't so much, but there's so many more. Just, I, th- I think it's like yeah. double or triple what it was 30 years oh, ago God, just because I mean, of all on. the streaming stuff. Yeah. And it's the way you make movies. You, yeah. I mean, come on. I told, I, I've well, told this story yeah, about the cost. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the equipment. I, I mean, yep. I, the first time I edited on a fucking iMac and I was like crying and the guy was like, what, what's I was like, I could never do this before. Are you fucking kidding me? I used to put two VCRs together. I dreamed about doing this for 10 years, you know, like, yeah, you can go film with your iPhone in the morning and you can have it edited by noon. Totally, man. Yep. There, the proliferation, so many people who buy expensive cameras now that they're available and just are sitting around and people just take them and make shit, Uh you know, you can, um, so interesting, but, um, I don't know. Do you feel the same way I do about the Marvel shit, which is that I'm just happy that they seem to be kind of changing and listening a bit. And I just, I also want to say casting is a thing too, because I, I want to reiterate, I think Brie Larson is terrible <laughs> in that role. And I think some of the other things were not great. Ca- I were not great casting either. Um, that the really the Shang Chi guy was not at all like to me. I mean, I he thought, just wasn't correct. I thought he was fine. He's actually the crazy thing about him. He is extremely charismatic and hilarious in the Barbie movie. He plays one of the Kens, and he is fantastic and hilarious in that movie. So, like, yeah, the sense of humor in the Shang Chi movie though just isn't. Maybe yeah. Maybe they're maybe they're dulling it down. They're not letting him be like. Captain America was or Tony stuff, right? Like there, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. It, well, and I still like, and I think Mike said something to this effect. He's like, I'm still going to keep watching yeah. and I'm still going to too, because, and it's not like Marvel didn't have some struggles. I mean, if you go all the way back to the beginning, the first Iron Man, yes, was a home run, but the incredible Hulk was okay. Iron Man two wasn't exactly great. The oh, first two yeah, Thor yeah, movies yeah. weren't exactly great. I mean, they they've had rough patches and they figured it out. I've still got faith that they will eventually get good again or get, make it so they're a must see, but they're just in a, I think it's just a big down patch right now until they get something figured out. And like they, they, they started to say all the right things. Like you said, they've the switch to the new label on some of that stuff. And they've, I think Iger even came out and said, we want to try and lower the, lower the content a, bit, a little bit and not water it down so damn much. Hopefully that will help. I don't, I just want to know. I, I just, it's definitely a low though. I'm definitely since end game, they really had it's, it's been disappointing. Yeah. Well, Hey, fantastic. Four is fucking cool. Dr. Doom is fucking cool. Um, yeah, the X-Men they've hinted at X-Men already X-Men, at this point. So the X-Men's my jam for me. That's the shit. That's that was always the most interesting Marvel stuff to me was the X Men. Um, what year? You know what? See, it's nice to have a computer in front of you. What year did <laughs> X Men debut? Nineteen 
Well, I wonder the what year that comic debuted. Oh, boy, oh wow. In 1963. First appeared in 1963. So they've been a part of the Marvel world for a lot longer, you know? Yeah. So well, and it's, ju- it's just because Fox held the rights for so long. Yeah. It's, that they weren't able to do anything. I'm sure they would have loved to have done X-Men first instead of Iron Man, but they didn't have rights to any of their main characters when they started this whole MCU. So yeah, see how they, they made Iron Man the, the front of the thing. Yep. And they made, I mean, they made all those X-Men movies, which I go back and watch sometimes. And some of them I really enjoy. And I think. Yeah. there's. I think about yeah. half of them I really like, but there's yeah. three or four that I hate. Yeah. So it's very, it's very different. The, I will say too, just getting back to TV a little bit. I am actually the finale. I think is tonight. I am really enjoying Loki season two. I think it's a lot of fun. So am I. And mostly for short round. That dude is, he's so awesome. And I love the way he does his techno babble. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. So I I am, I am enjoying that. So, I mean, it's, there there has been a few and I liked, I really like season one too. So there's things that I am enjoying still in Marvel. It's just, some of it's disappointing and a lot of it I think for me is just there just doesn't seem to be a even though yes I know they've said Kang is the big bad there doesn't really seem to be a doesn't seem like they have a coherent plan I'm sure there is one it's just taking a glacial pace to get there that's why the the all the shit with him is like they could change that at any point you know what I'm saying it's fucking comic book shit so it's sad what's happening and again I hope that all gets resolved and he gets help yeah, because um, a fucking amazing actor too. There, that was a good casting they did with him, but yeah. unfortunately, not in well, real. Well, you know what? They've they've recasted two major roles, and yeah. I would argue the recasting on both was better for the role, anyways. With Ed Norton leaving and Mark Ruffalo, and yeah. then uh, um, Don Cheadle taking over for Terrence Howard. Oh God, yeah. I think those are both. I, I, I mean, like I love Terrence Edward Norton, Howard but, though. I have to say, Terrence Howard. Man, he just I like him, but Cheadle is perfect in that role, I yeah. think. So um and and what happened with that too? It turns out that he was also uh um a uh a call it a Well, he left yeah, the, well I know he's had some domestic issues, but when he left, he said he wanted the what the heck was it? Cuz the fr- it was something crazy where like the first movie he actually got paid more than Downey because he was a came off an Academy Award nomination. Oh no, and Downey's I'm talking career about, was in the dumps. Uh, oh, I'm t- I'm talking about um you're right about that though. But uh I'm With talking Howard, about yeah. um um Don Cheadle is, is a is a ended up being an alien. What are they called again? Oh. In, in well, the, in the they series. did, but then but then they brought back the original. Yeah, they brought him back as he was So like, we don't they kept we the don't bodies know, for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know how, because the original roadie is back now, but we don't know how long the imposter was there. Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, That's, you're messing, it, it, you know what, Andy? Back in the day, I can remember, I would sit there and I'd be watching like a, um, a Star Trek episode, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they would introduce uh, either time travel or duplicates or cloning. <laughs> Yep. And right away, as a sci-fi fan, a little bell goes off. Okay, this can go off the rails very quickly. If you don't deal with this properly, then I don't give a shit about how many clones of the character or who's the original um, that dies. You know the, the, right? That, like, the thing about the the thing about the Cheadle thing, 
with the uh yeah with the um how long was the how long was the scroll actually cheetle the thing i actually think of when you talk about clones it made me think of some of the things i got mad at the prequels with george lucas about yeah where he like retroactively changed things i knew from before and i'm like oh i don't like that you're doing that yeah. so we'll it, it, see what happens that's the thing the multiverse shit and all this in order to go forward in my opinion marvel needs to slam the door on the multiverse end it it has to end in some way i know it can come back it's the fucking multiverse but they need to use all this Loki and Marvels and all this shit to end it. Have yeah, one, close it. yeah, one unified prime timeline. Introduce yep. the Fantastic Four and the X Men or whatever. If you have to do that, they get sucked in, or maybe yeah, that's you what, have to. You have to bring in Hugh Jackman or whoever the hell else you want to, and Ryan Reynolds or whoever the hell else you want to bring into the MCU, and then you close it. Yes, because I don't want that. I, honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't give a fuck about any of the people who played the other X-Men in the other movies. Recast all of them. You already did this shit with Spider-Man where you brought back the other Spider-Man. I do not need this. I don't, it doesn't, it does not, I, I didn't, I know some people, I know I was talking to someone and they got excited when Michael Keaton came back in the Flash movie or something. And I was like, I really do not give a shit. On this, Did on, you like it when Patrick Stewart showed up in Doctor Strange? I thought that was a not fun little cameo, but it, it, I don't. I'm not saying that it makes me mad or anything, you know. Or I'm yeah, like, I don't need it to happen. Yes, that's sure. what I'm saying. Is it the, what what when it's overdone? Something like that. That was interesting because that was more about the X Men, right? Like, yeah, okay, we admit that they exist. We can yep. finally say that in these movies, but I don't need them to do a whole multiversal X-Men thing and Holly Berry shows up and Hugh Jackman shows yeah. up and, you know, whoever played him when he was, a, they all show up together. What's that guy's that, that uh, the younger guy who played the young professor X, uh, James McAvoy. Yeah. Well, who's awesome. Yeah. Um, if he shows up, I, for me, I just feel like, it's not about them showing up. It's about the manipulation of the nostalgia and them coming back mm -hmm. that starts to kind of grate on me and take me out of the experience and the film, right? Yep. Like I enjoyed the original when I was able to put things aside, I could enjoy the original Iron Man captain america ant-man or whatever because oh hey they're creating this is something new Ooh, this is interesting what's going to happen next this is fun right yeah when yep. they keep on bringing these people back they they paint themselves into corners and that's why the clone time trap all these things are it's just like what star trek did with the kelvin timeline you know like it's not <laughs> what the fuck is that come on i i just want to enjoy that's why Strange New Worlds is the best new Star Trek that they've made so far, right? At, at least until they until they break in the multiverse into that, huh? Yeah. Well, they probably will, right? I'm and sure at some point they'll connect. They're yeah. going to connect some of that stuff. I would. I'd be shocked if they don't. Yeah. It, it's you just know, a little grading, you know. Speaking of multiverses, I'm going to ask. I'm going to switch gears a little bit to Please a show do. that also has multiverse in it. And have you watched any of it yet? Invincible. Yes, I I rewatched the first season, 
And then I watched the first episode of the new season. And yes. you want to talk spoilers for that first episode? Because only one episode came out. Yep, only the premiere. So, Which and I was upset also, about. did you see the did you see the other episode they had released a couple months ago? The the spinoff thing. No, I have not watched that yet. Should I watch? I've been told yes. I should watch it. You yes, think I it's should good. Watch it? Okay. Yep. And it does it does it does directly lead into this season of Invincible. So. Oh, it does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's called well, it's called Invincible presenting Adam Eve. Right. I mean, it, it even start the beginning starts with the credits and it says invincible. And then like a slash goes through it and says introducing Adam or presenting Adam Eve. So yeah, it, there's characters from invincible that show up in this. Interesting. Okay. I'm going to, maybe I'll watch that tonight. Cause I've been meaning to, but yeah, um, it's worth watching. I just watched it this morning actually. So cool. If you want to talk spoilers of invincible, you want to do that? Cause uh, we can, we can, if All you right. want, I was just thinking that's one that I, that's one I'm caught up on. So it was something like yeah. we can quickly mention. let's do it okay so if you've watched it listen we won't talk super duper i don't know sometimes with the show like that too it's kind of hard so much shit is going on yeah there's not i don't um, think there's not really a ton of yeah. spoilers i don't think but so. it does introduce the idea of a multiverse through those two weird um <laughs> brothers cl those clones yeah you're the original i was thinking of that when i said it and uh you're, you're the original <laughs> no i'm the original yeah you idiot <laughs> Um, I love those characters. Their names are yeah. They, I think I, I forgot how much. They're forgot called, how much like, I like hanging out with the characters in general. Uh, yeah, what the heck are they called? Yeah, let's look that up. Invincible. Um, cast. See if you hit the cast, you'll you'll get it. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, let's see. Maulers, the Mauler the Maulers, twins. Yep, there you go. <laughs> played by Kevin Michael Richardson, who plays a bunch of. Mike and I were talking about this. That little x-ray thing on Amazon really oh, yeah. is kind of cool. I do cool. the same. Yeah. When you guys were talking about that, I was nodding my head because I'm like, yep, I wish every streamer had that because I love that ability to see what who the actors are, Yeah, especially yeah. on a show like this. Yeah, especially. The cast, it's amazing. And the cast is crazy. Like now that I'm looking at the cast too, like I forget Michael Dorn was in it. And right, yeah. like he was that crazy battle beast. Yep. Um, May Whitman is in it. Walton Goggins, Mahershala Ali, Zazie Beats, we know from Atlanta, uh, Jonathan Groff, Clancy Brown. Well, uh, Sterling K. Brown is the one of the main additions this this season. Yeah, yeah. And but, actually, um, that um, the uh, oh, what the heck's the guy's name? Keep keep talking. I'll look it up. For oh, a and Jillian uh, Jacobs is is uh, uh, is Eve. Jason Manzukas from the league plays Rex Splode, who can be a little, his voice is a little grating. Like he gets, you well, know, like that's, that's pretty much almost every role he plays yeah, in whatever it is. He's a little grating and annoying and a lot of times a good way, but yeah. And, um, uh, Seth Rogen as Alan, the alien is really good. I wish he was in it more. I like Alan, the alien. I hope, I hope he becomes the, more uh, of a part of it. The spinoff, besides having a few of the, the, the main characters, also has Tatiana Maslany. Stephen Root has a big part in it. And, oh, wow. Uh, one of Lance Reddick's last roles. Lance Reddick also has a big part in it. So. Wow. Yeah, there, there's a lot of lot of good peeps in this. And, of course, Reginald Val Johnson plays the principal, and that is one of the funniest things in the show, <laughs> that his high school is 
the Reginald Val Johnson Memorial <laughs> High School, and he's the principal. And he's called Principal Winslow. Yes. Um, that is From, one. Uh, Family Matters, yeah. right? Isn't yep. he the Winslow? Yep. That's, <laughs> yeah, one of the that's sad that I things. know that. They didn't get any Die Hard references in, though, did they, with him? I don't remember I don't if they got any. If they haven't, him. I'm sure they will soon enough. They have to. That's one of the all time greatest. Like, holy shit, it's the guy from Family Matters, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> that was amazing. Um, Michael Cutlass, Mark Hamill, of course, Stephen Yen and J.K. Simmons, Zachary Quinto. What a great cat. But they did introduce a multiverse this season. And with still on the show, we don't know where Omni-Man is, right? We have no clue where Omni-Man is. The introduction of a multiverse and being as though Omni-Man is so powerful. And the beginning where they show an alternate universe where Invincible teams up with Omni-Man to take over Earth. That. That opening confused the living hell out of me because I didn't go back and watch the, I didn't go back and rewatch any of season one because I thought I'd remembered it pretty well. And I just watched the previous Leon thing. Like you and Mike were even talking about that, I think. And I watched it and it went straight into that. I'm like, what the hell? Did I miss something? Yeah. And then I, it took, because there's really no hint unless you, I had, I either didn't hear it was evolving a multiverse or I did, for some reason didn't know that that was what the storyline was going to be so i was completely confused for the first like seven or eight minutes until mm. i figured out what was going on so i thought that opening was really well done well i was listening to the hollywood top five um the hollywood reporters podcast i listen to every friday great show and daniel feinberg was saying that the first season the last episode premiered on april 19th 2001 so it not 2021 i'm sorry 2021 sorry 2021 holy shit i was like holy crap i was thinking of math wasn't even available yet how did i watch it i know i was thinking of math in my head but i think it worked out (laughs) to like yeah, it's 21 months or something. I think that's yeah. why I said I got mixed up. But it's been like two over two and a half years since this show came out. So that's why once I started rewatching it, and I didn't even realize it, but after I got to the first episode, I was like, wow, this is, I really need to rewatch it. But also, I completely do not remember the intricacies of this show. And the show actually does have a lot of intricacies in it. Oh, yeah. And things sure. that come back later which are very interesting. And that's what really attracted me to the show that when there's a battle or those aliens that keep on trying to come back to earth and remember like they are, they, they age faster. Oh yeah. Like that, you know, that's going to play into what's going on. Like things end up playing into the end game because very much like the boys where they're trying to figure out how the fuck do we kill Homelander? for however many yeah. seasons this sets up the same exact premise yeah. which is omni man is fucking indestructible he's invincible yep, yep. you know so is it going to be that they send him to there and he he's already he's already he aged cuz he spent time there maybe he's older than he realizes or are they going to send him to the multiverse or i don't know you know what i mean yeah i just I, I, it's a show that I don't, I mean, most of the time in superhero things, I can kind of, 
kind of tell where things are going to go most of the time. And this one, part of the reason I love it is I really don't know. I mean, I know it's based on a series of books, which I have not read or comics, but I, I really have no idea where things are going. I mean, I know where some story beats are going to go, I think, but it's a very unpredictable show, which I appreciate about it. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I feel the same. I'm sorry. I just got distracted because Dennis Villeneuve is yeah, going from to Dune. From Dune is going to make a movie with Zendaya as Cleopatra, Daniel Craig as Julius Caesar, and Timothy Chalamet as young Octavius. Wow. <laughs> That's weird. Oh, no, I don't know. That's, I don't know. I wish he just did more sci fi. He does sci fi so good. But that does uh, sound I'm, I'm interesting. A big fan of I like just about everything he's made. So yeah, that does sound kind of crazy, though. But you know what? The damn that damn Cleopatra thing. Everybody that must be some kind of thing in Hollywood. Like these big Hollywood. Because anytime of somebody course. gets to start to get success in Hollywood, they're like, "I need to make Cleopatra." Of course, man. It it totally is. It it definitely is. Yep. And it's like, what people are like, who? You know. But hey, that was a thing back in the well, day. When, so. When uh, Star City Murders makes $2 billion worldwide, we'd have to convince yeah. Solo to not make Cleopatra. <laughs> no Cleopatra, Lady Solo as Cleopatra. <laughs> Heath Solo. Well, he is he is Italiano. He could play one yeah. of those Roman guys, right? Yeah. Um, well, maybe, we, maybe, we, maybe, maybe there's something there. Yeah, exactly. But back to Invincible, I really enjoy the show. It is it looks great too that's a thing that i kind of think yeah. mike and i kind of didn't talk too much about but man it looks amazing especially in the 4k or high def it looks yeah the, the animation is pretty fantastic in yeah. this but where i it's forgot gonna, how oh, go ahead. i did forget how gory it is yeah i forgot how oh. gory it was it's like the, it is very much that's why feinberg kind of went off and he was like how am i supposed to care it's been two and a half years at which point i say well have a little bit of empathy for the creative people that you love so much who are who took this long because there were studios involved and there was money involved and um I mean wasn't there some breaks does he say the same thing when Larry David takes years off of, from writing or <laughs> well you don't know you don't really need to know what happens in and, well, um, that's okay. Well, Game yeah. of Thrones, wasn't there a couple times where Game of Thrones yes, had two years off? Yeah, and the, or Sopranos. the Sopranos. Yep, yeah. that's true. That thing, shit like that happens. You have to then go back. It's not that much of an investment if you enjoy it. And there, there's yeah. a lot of TV out there, but there's a lot of shitty TV out there too. So go back and watch Invincible again. It's worth it. It's yeah, actually a really uh, good show. I don't feel sorry for guys like that because, I mean, yes, I know it's still work to have to review and write all that stuff, but that's what you're getting paid to do. I agree. That's, I mean, come on, man. Seriously. You know what I say? If I'm your editor, that's a great opportunity for you to do a couple articles where you bring us up to speed with it, isn't it? Like if you're <laughs> saying that it took so long, then people are going to need to remember what happened. So there you have another article to write or whatever. Well, maybe you, where's he you know? at? The Hollywood Reporter or Rolling Stone, one of those two? The Hollywood Reporter, yeah. Oh, so maybe you need to get the, the assistant editor job at the Hollywood Reporter. No, you can God, tell him what to write. That would he, be great. He you can hire me. I'll write. Cheap. I, I can't tell. I mean, I'm just extrapolating. He knows what the fuck he's. He's great. Yeah, I know. It, I, I know. just felt a little bit like, 
I agree with you 100%. Well, there was the reason why is because Robert Kirkman was on, um, what is it, the business, and he was oh, explaining yep. that it was because there were issues and the studio changed and they had to basically shut down and, and, and remake a whole studio of animation to get the thing made. And there was a lot of problems in the background. They didn't want it to take two and a half years. Yeah. Well, I remember it was announced like it was announced right when season one finished. I remember them saying season two will be back soon. Yep. And they would have been ahead of the time because in a sense they were, because then you got like, you have like the boys and other, there's a lot of similarly themed, like deconstructions of the superhero genre. Yeah, the boys, um, Peacemaker. It was all, yeah, a whole exactly. bunch of them all in that same vein. Which, yeah. by the way, hasn't it been like two years since Peacemaker was on? Yep. So, that, well, I think it was. I think it'll be two years in January. That was a January show. I think so, it was January of last year. Things take time, man. You know, sometimes. Yep. Hey, back in the day, you know how fucking long we waited for another Star Wars movie, man. Come on. Yeah. Well, you and like we were just saying with Marvel, I'd rather them take two years or three years and get so it right. Would I. Then crank something out every six months. Yeah, make, exactly. Make a good. That's it. Quantity over oh, quality over quantity. Yeah, yeah. Quant, quantity over quality. Yeah. Yes, exactly. The quality is what's important. Um, anything else that you've been watching, Ando? I wanted to talk about. Yeah, you know, th- this is a real quick one, and I don't know if you've seen this, but um, it's a short. It's like a twelve-minute documentary about the Beatles. Have you seen this? It just got released last week. No, about the new song, right? Yeah, now and then it's called the last Beatles song. It's only twelve minutes. It's on Disney Plus and YouTube and HBO Maximum. Also has oh, it. all wow. three of them have it for some reason. Okay, and it's twelve minutes. It's totally worth watching. It's the uh, back when Peter Jackson was making Get Back, uh, McCartney and. Ringo Starr had some some tracks from John Lennon that Yoko had given him a long time ago, and they tried to make a song out of it, and they couldn't make it because the audio recording was so bad, and they gave it to Peter Jackson, and Peter Jackson, with all of his AI and awesome computers, was able to isolate the Lennon track, so that, that it's a it's about them making this last song together. It is fantastic watch. Only 12 minutes, but everybody, if you're a Beatles fan, it's a must-watch. I think it's really fa- really fantastic. Interest. Yeah, I was very interested in this because uh, it's funny. The guy Taylor, who's making the Lost movie with Lost Doc with Ralph on Facebook, he was talking about like some advice for people who are making some like forty-eight hour film festival. Which I was like, wow, they still. I was. I did something like that twenty years ago. I can't. It's cool that they still do that shit. But one of the things he was saying is remember that sound is more important than mm-hmm. image. And when I used to teach editing and when I used to teach teach uh, filmmaking, what I used to say is um, bad sound makes a great picture worse and good sound makes, makes a bad a- picture better. And that's pretty that's pretty damn profound statement it's completely true though for sure yeah people can that that's if you can't hear and and the sound is garbled you're making a low budget movie even but you can pa- you can make any type of image artistic and its quality is variable look at oliver yep. stone using strange formats for jfk or any, yeah. any other weird movies right hey they did it in winning time 
right? Yeah. They add oh, yeah, some fucking sure. iMovie filter, and people are like, "Wow, that looks artistic." Well, then you are really going to love that because, like the the tape that Yoko Ono gives McCartney is it's like a cassette tape of yeah John Lennon just is why it interests playing me. in his yeah just playing in his kitchen or something, and you and like anytime he, you can hear him singing, and then anytime the piano plays, the, the recorder must be let him must have been closer to the piano, so the piano like over is basically talking over him. So you can hardly hear him. And Jackson is able to isolate the, like That's, basically delete the, it's, it's, it's really fascinating to watch, especially I, a Beatles fan or behind the scenes of how things get created. It's, and like say it's only 10 or 12 minutes, so it's totally worth watching. It's very, very interesting. Well, that's what it made me think of film is that we've been talking about, you know, you can make great looking films with your iPhone, but the sound still will be shitty. You need a great mm -hmm. sound person. And when you start inventing stuff like this for audio and pushing the limits of, rec of refining recorded audio, you are really going to help out filmmakers because or, or it's just hard. historical stuff like refining yeah. old yeah. historical yeah. Yeah. news footage and things like it's yeah, the, the uses for this are pretty incredible when you That's think about awesome. it if the money's there. So well, what was it? What what did he call? I always get it mixed up. What was it called? Get back the series that he did, right? Yeah, get back. It was yep. so awesome. I mean, look, man. I was talking about my friend. I was talking with my friend Lou about this, and we were just like. Back in the day, people used to argue like the Beatles versus the Rolling Stones. How can you even make that argument? You can't make that argument. The Beatles are the fucking best. The Rolling Stones are like a glorified bar band. I'm going to get hate mail now. <laughs> but you, it's just you can't, you can't argue that. You know what I mean? Like It's kind of like arguing Nirvana and Pearl Jam. Nirvana is just on a different level. I love Pearl Jam, okay? Corduroy, one of the best songs ever made. I fucking love Eddie Vedder. But Nirvana, it's just, it's a different, it's just a different level of like, I don't know. I, I don't yeah, know how it, to it's a, it's a different league. Cause like I say, I, I actually really like the Rolling Stones too, but you can't argue that like musically and songwriting and groundbreaking and all that. It's like you say with Nirvana, it's the same thing. They're, they're just, at, it's a di totally, they're almost a different sport. What they're, what they yeah. were doing, breaking new boundaries and everything like that. Sure. So. The Rolling Stones are great. Dude, how can I, they're still playing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they are amazing. But they never, they just didn't have the deepness and the vastness and the magic that the Beatles invented whole genres. They were just amazing. They like, they were music, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't know. It's just a, a whole different thing. But anyway, I don't know why I'm talking about that, but. So yeah, I think we've actually I think we've spent more time talking about the doc than the doc actually is. So either way, hot, very highly recommend on that. So that's all I'm gonna watch that. What else you got, Ando? Okay, so like I said, I've only had free time the last four or five days. So I've been dipping in and out, sampling lots of different things. And I know some of these you have either finished or watched most of. And I want to know is it worth continuing or not? Number one, this was my most anticipated show of the fall or of the fall when we, I think it was the last time, well, the last time we did it was a film list, but one of the last times I was on, we talked about most anticipated of the fall and the fall of the house of Usher, which I've watched two episodes. Is it worth staying with it? Cause I'm not, I'm liking it, but I'm a little unsure of it. It seems it's a little too, I love succession, but it seems like it's a little bit trying to be a spooky succession and I don't, I'm not, I'm not sold on it completely yet i mean i love mike flanagan so i'm going to give it a little more time but is it worth finishing do you think uh the fall of the house of usher 
um, how many episodes? I've only watched the first two. So the last okay. one I saw was the big orgy with the blood, the acid brain and all that shit. Yeah, which that's what I say. I'm kind of glad it started off there, but I think that is a little bit, it was so kind of stereotypical. I felt some of this stuff and in all in all, I enjoy this series. We still have like two episodes to go. Okay. But there's a reason for that. And we started it like a month ago or when it came out, you know, because yeah. I like it. Do I, do I think it's well-made? Yes. But I also feel it's kind of really predictable. And it's like each episode, you're just waiting to see how the kid dies. And, well, and like I say, even the one that I saw with the, the last one that I watched with the, with the sprinkler system and all that. I mean, I knew that's what was going to happen as soon as he, the kid at one point says, well, we can just tap yep, into those. It'll exactly, work perfect. I'm like, yep. well, something bad's going to happen when that, and it, it seemed a lot campier than most of Flanagan stuff has been. So it, it wasn't, it didn't, even though his stuff is very fantastical, it always seems more grounded. This scene doesn't seem very grounded compared to his other stuff. Um, I got to get to the end of it before I give my final opinion, okay. because the thing is, I really do want to watch it. Perry is a little bit, skeevish is that a word when it comes to the <laughs> horror stuff so i kind of yep. have to convince her and it has to be the perfect time or else she's gonna be like i can't do this this is too much um yeah, that's claire doesn't watch any of that yeah. kind of stuff with it so it's it's not the only person i and like that i see on a halfway regular basis one of my mom's friends actually is a huge horror fan so anytime i see her she always is quizzing me and she told me i had to watch this so i'm gonna stick with it but I, I was, I'm a little unsure. Normally with Flanagan stuff, like I said, I am all in right away. So the second one I want to ask you about, and I, you and Mike talked about it briefly, and I don't think either one of you had finished it yet. I only I watched the first episode. La oh, actually, I watched it yeah, last night. Okay. And I loved the first episode and haven't continued as bodies. Yeah. We have, I think, one episode left. or No, we have two episodes left in that, too. Similarly, my wife finds that show to be a little freaky because um, well, it is definitely got some freakiness. Yes, it is. Uh, um, there's some there's a the younger kid character that becomes more prevalent later. Okay, I've seen um, he makes an I think it's the same one that appears in the first episode, but you only see him briefly. Oh wait, I think we only have one episode left because Mike, when he came on, he said the last two episodes are a little, were a little divisive. I guess to him. Yeah, well, I remember him telling you that yeah. he didn't want to talk about it until you had watched okay. all the episodes. I liked it. I, I so okay. the first, the first, the second to last episode, I believe we did watch, and I did very much like the direction it's going in. I think this is a really cool series, and I think yes, definitely watch it because I well, think that I know, it takes I know there's obviously some. And, I know there's obviously some timey wimey stuff going on, and yeah. I know that's a that's an easy easy one for you to recommend. So, of course. but yeah, it's I'm definitely going to keep watching it. So that's I, I love the first episode. Well, I'll, um, yeah, I'll see how it ends. I'm very uh, yeah. yeah, and maybe we can all talk about it. And okay, there's I got two other Netflix shows that I watched five minutes of each of them. Oh, one of them I shut off because I said I can't do this. Okay, the other one. The other one I shot, I shut off after the other one I shut off after five minutes because I was watching it on my iPad and I'm like, nope, I need to watch this on my projector oh, when I have time. Okay. Okay. The one that I watched five minutes of, that was when I watched five minutes of this morning as well. Blue Eye Samurai. Okay. I watched five minutes and I'm like, whoa, visually this looks amazing. So I, 
I'm very intrigued as to where that one. What did I mean? I haven't watched one whole episode yet, so I, I may watch ten minutes and hate it. But I'm going to go back to that one. And the one I lasted five minutes, and I'm like, no, I can't do this. And you, I think you mentioned it briefly on one of your shows in the last month or so was One Piece. Yeah, I never went back to that. Um, <laughs> oh God, I was yeah. like, I don't. I could see why some people like this, but I'm obviously like 25 years older than those people. Yeah. It's a different thing. And the way that they kind of copy the um, anime styles of like the eyes popping out and like, you know, the kind mm -hmm. of reactions mm -hmm. and camera movement, maybe not for my old ass uh, motion sickness <laughs> eyes, but. It was one of the first, not very often when I'm watching something and I think I'm too old for this, but it, I felt like I was too old for yeah. it. Lachlan, I, I think Lachlan told him, did he finish it? I don't, I don't know if he liked it or he was like, it's not as good as the anime dad, the original. I was like, you're OG, bro. Um, <laughs> that's awesome, Lachlan. If you, but, Lachlan, if you hear this, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I don't know. I Maybe one day I would go back and watch it. And if it was for me, I might think it's really cool. Um, so I don't know what to say. I watched about the same amount as you until I decided I'm too old. Or and that's basically I don't wanna I don't wanna trash it because obviously people yeah. love it. Yeah. Like the, I, I remember reading all the articles about how many people have watched it, and I'm like, well, that's that it's one of those times I'm just like this I don't think this is for me. So Definitely. Um another one that I let's see what else. Oh, what's the one you watched and turned off after five minutes? Both of those. Oh, which, which what were the two? Oh, the the first one was One Piece. Uh huh. And the second one was Blue Eyed Samurai. But oh, for Blue, oh, okay. I didn't get a chance to talk about Blue Eyed Samurai. That's yeah. why. Um, Blue Eyed Samurai is getting amazing reviews. It is supposed to look stunning. I know our friend and longtime patron and lost fan. Grandpa James posted something on our daily DVR Facebook and page. That was actually why I gave it a shot when he's, yeah. he posted that thing. I'm like, huh, that looks interesting. So I've heard it's getting, I, I'm very interested in watching it. Netflix has released, there's a couple of different anime that came out this week on Netflix. And one of them in particular, I watched and I wanted to mention it was a sci-fi anime. I'm looking it up now. All the, they have so many different names that it just yeah, came out. Oh gosh, I can't, I can't even. I I don't know. There's so there's so many uh, an anime sci-fi just released. Let's see. Let's see if Google can help me. No, not not helping me at all. Google, fuck you. Uh, maybe it was Pluto. I wanted to check that out. It was like a, uh, there was, oh yeah, that one I did want to check out. Pluto, an eight-part anime based on a sci-fi manga. And it's like a serial killer is killing robots, which I thought hmm. was an interesting one. And there was another, maybe at some point, I will see the name of this, but there was another one where people crash on a planet and they're trying to get off the planet and it is more like an adult kind of drama, but it's got really weird organic machines in it. Like 
it starts off where the guy like climbs into this animal and takes like these two flashlights that are growing inside of it. It's just very strange. Wow. And I thought that it was really fucking cool. And I want to go back and watch it. Um, well, and, and I know I, I think I mentioned this on our, uh, on that preview podcast too. the, uh, the, um, that Scott Pilgrim one that's coming and not, not so much. I want to, uh, but it's more the anime thing where I'm so hit or miss with anime that I don't. That's why I say I'm, I'm going to give this the blue eyed samurai another chance, but I'm trying to find this one. You're talking about, about the, about the animal with the flat. That sounds crazy. Yeah. I'm looking, I'm, I'm trying, I'm, I'm still trying to find out what it is, but, um, I, I should, I should look at it. It's probably release. It's, I could probably find it on, um, on uh just on the shows that were just released hold on all right so we paused the show and we figured out that the reason why i couldn't find it is because it's not on netflix it's called scavengers rain um and it's on r-e-i-g-n yeah not rain like right r-e-i-g-n and it it i can't even describe it it's very esoteric like you're on this ship and these guys say, hey, what happened to that ship? Oh, must have cl- crash landed. And then you just kind of smash cut to these people and they're trying to figure out how to get off this planet, how to get something to work. But the but the organic mechanical stuff, it's really weird. Okay, it's a 12-episode animated series from Joe Bennett and Charles Hutner who spun their series off their acclaimed 2016 sci-fi short Scavengers. It started out as a challenge. What if they could bring the surreal sci-fi art of Mobius to life? Whoa. $14,000 later, they created it, and now they got money to make it. But it's really fucking cool. So again, it's called Scavengers Reign, and it's on Max. So check that out. Yeah, it looks like uh, looks like the ratings are fairly high for it. IMDb yeah. had nine out of ten average rating. It's really interesting, and I like that Mobius. Well, it made me think of Cronenberg, you know, like the body oh, horror shit, yeah. like the techno organic yeah. stuff, like Robotech as well. I like that. Um, I was just talking about Robotech with my friend the other day. I love Robotech. But um, all right, what else you got, Ando? Anything else? Or we've been going for a while. Um, we can end the show. Yeah, no, I got a couple other ones. Oh, okay. I actually have, uh, okay. I actually have spent a lot of time on Paramount Plus the last Ooh. couple days as well. Okay, I have not. Have you watched any of Lawman Bass Reeves? Have not. I've been waiting to watch that with Perry, but we're catching up on um on some uh, reality shows that we have missed. I watched the first two episodes are out. I watched them last night, and. I have not seen as much of the Sheridan verse or whatever you want to call it as most people. So I, I don't know how it compares to everything else, but I enjoyed it. It's uh, the first two episodes. I actually feel more like a prequel to what the show is actually going to be. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, it does. What the one thing I know about that show is that it does jump through time during the season. Yes. It, it does that quite a bit. Just in the first, even in the first episode, it does that quite okay. a bit, but I thought, uh, and I can always butcher his name, David Ayelowo. Is that yeah, I say his name? I think so. It's fantastic. He's always great. Um, Dennis Quaid, unrecognizable. I didn't even realize it was him until 
I mean, I saw his name in the credits, and I'm thinking, where the hell is Dennis? When is Dennis Quaid going to show up? And that turns out he had been there for half an episode, and I didn't even realize it was him. Oh Same thing God. with Barry Pepper. Didn't wow. recognize Barry Pepper either. Um, is he um, is he unrecognizable to himself? Do you think or? Uh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Okay. I mean, he's not on the streets of Philadelphia this time, but he is he is unrecognizable. So that I, I thought that was good. I'm going to keep watching it. I, I mean, it, it wasn't something I'm like, holy shit, this this is the best thing ever. But it's a it's a, it feels a lot like a western, which in in a, in a good way. So uh, I enjoyed that. Um, another show that I checked out basically because I was on that, and I'm like, well, I don't want to go to bed yet. I'm just going to throw something on in the background while I'm surfing around. I checked out the b- reboot of Frasier. Um, I Have did you- watch it. I watched the first about the first 10 minutes or so of um, yeah. until I said to myself, what the fuck is this? And then I just stopped watching it. And <laughs> I think I might have sneezed or blew my nose or something, which was more exciting than watching the reboot well, the- of Frasier. The crazy thing about this, I've, I watched, I made it through two episodes, and I'm very familiar with Frasier because Frasier, the original Frasier, is one of my wife's comfort shows. So she has Frasier on all the time, like all the time. Well, not all the time, but you know what I mean. So it's it's playing in the background a lot. So I, and when I turn this on, it's like, I thought it was like stepping into a time machine and going back to the year 2000. I mean, it was the first episodes are directed by James Burroughs, who did almost all of Cheers and Frasier. It's a film in front of a live studio audience. Kelsey Grammer seems like he hasn't missed a step in playing Frasier. It's the same. Like, he, he doesn't, I mean, he looks grayer and heavier, but I don't think it's good at all, but it felt nostalgic in this weird way. I don't know, like, kind of like a warm blanket kind of feel. I just still don't, still corny as hell. Not good, but I don't know. It's just a bizarre feeling watching it because it's like it's a series out of time. I don't know. I'm I'm still confused on whether it's a decent show or not. I don't think it is, but I don't know. I don't think I'll go back, but I thought it was worth checking out just to see what exactly it um, was. First of all, I think he forgot how to do the Fraser accent. He doesn't sound like he sounds like he's trying to do like a half English accent now. Where he kind of that's like kind of what he that's kind of what he did on Fraser though not so much that, on Cheers it was more uh it was more of the classic old movie what is it what do they call that again the uh the content was it a continental I can't remember what it's like hi hi I, I can't even I can't even fucking do it but it would be you know like Cary Grant and those kind of yeah games. more yeah more like His Girl Friday kind yeah, of yeah it was like a stuffy New Englander type yeah. you know what I mean type of, now I felt it was just weird and I don't know man I I can't I, well, I, it, I just felt it was too weird for me but I get weirded out that, by sitcoms nowadays well and that was. It's part of why it's, it's like it felt like a time machine because it it's filmed in the same way as those old shows were. It, it's it almost feels like an AI generated version of Fraser. <laughs> without oh the my original god! Cast. Good. That's a great way of put the Mid Atlantic accent. Yeah, that's there you what go. it was called. Yep. Yeah, because um, the I mean, and it, not having the original cast that was one of the strengths of the original show was the of cast. Course. And Niles not was the there. show to me. Niles was always well, the and show. Martin and Martin, the dad. Yes, he was. And the dog, the little dog, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the dog. Frasier yeah, so. was like the one you liked the least. That's yeah. how oh, I sure. always felt. Yep. Well, he was an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's. Yeah. So I don't I, I just thought it was a weird 
I don't know, just weird. I don't, it felt, I felt weird watching it. Cause I'm like, it's like, I've seen this before, but I haven't seen it before. And it's not, yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't know. So they need to stop um, now with this, but they, <laughs> one other one I checked out this morning while I was doing some uh, paperwork and only because I saw an ad for it yesterday when I had Paramount plus on it and it just mm. came out today. It's an Australian mm. show on Paramount plus just came out called Colin from accounts. Ah. You heard about that show. I have heard about this, and this is on my list because it appeared on the, uh, Met- what is it, the Metacritic What's Coming Up that I always oh, like yeah. to check, and yep. I he- I don't know anything about it. It's uh, it's a rom-com for sure, but it's not an American rom-com. I mean, you, that's pretty obvious because there's some, I, I'm not going to call it dark humor, but do you know anything about the setup or anything? I know nothing about it except I saw it. It looked interesting. And then I think I, I don't know if I, I might've just re- read that review that this is a well-loved show yeah, that well, they're bringing it, over. It won a bunch of like Australian TV awards and it stars and created and written by a husband and wife team. They star in it. They wrote it. I think one of them directed the first episode. Um, they, uh, it's basically a, the very big, the very setup of the show is that this guy is driving a driving his uh, I don't know what he's driving. Doesn't matter what he's driving. <laughs> driving his vehicle, and this woman is crossing the street, and she lo- she looks at him and likes him, and she basically flashes him, and he accidentally runs over somebody's dog, and they end up taking the dog to the to the vet, and that's how they that's how they, this couple meets, and that's kind of where it, that's she the whole flashes setup. him. Yes. All right, flashes I like this lady. Yeah, it's so, and it's got kind of that. I say I don't know what I don't really don't know. Boob, and, yeah, you know, just and there, you there's some, that. yeah, there's some boob in the first five minutes. Okay, so all right, but it kind of has that. It feels kind of like a like a an office kind of or not off not office like U.S. office like a British office or Brit, ah, that's kind of that British feel to it. A cringe, but it's a not, little cringy. Kind of cringy, but also not mean spirited, but a little bit dark, like making jokes about whether or not we should euthanize the dog or things like that. They don't euthanize the dog and everybody. So people that don't want to watch that, that's not what happens. But (laughs) (laughs) I know some people get very, very can't watch that kind of stuff. So, but there's, there's, they make jokes about stuff like that. So there's jokes that a lot of times there's might be seen by some in, I don't want to call it bad taste, but not everybody's style. So I'm going to keep watching it. I didn't love Mm. it, but it seems like there's some potential there and it's a little different than most, most other rom-coms that I've seen. So, I'm going to check, check that it out. out. Definitely. And it's, and it's the first season. It's, it's only eight episodes too. And they're only 30 minutes long. So that all already is, yeah. it's not laugh tracky. It's like single cam, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. Okay. Nice. Yeah, so yeah, it's, I like that. It's, yeah. And I watched, I think the first two episodes I think are on Paramount plus right now. I don't think they're all on yet. They, they might be. I just watched the first one, but I thought it's, it's definitely worth checking. I'm going to stick with that one for sure. Interesting. So otherwise, Oh, you know what? I was going to ask you too. I've I also happened to watch two movies. One was a family movie night that Lucas wanted to watch, and the other one was one when I got home late at night from work. It was before Halloween, and I just wanted to throw something on that I could do research for around the couch and have it on in the background. Uh, the first one is really good, and the second one is not so good. The first one is the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, which okay. is actually good, and it's, uh, Mutant Mayhem, or as I call it, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles into the Turtleverse. It's definitely Ooh. inspired by Into the Spider-Verse, not as okay. good as that movie, but okay. it's, it doesn't deal with a multiverse, but it's the filming animation style is very similar. 
same sense of humor, same kind of thing. It's a it's a fun family movie. I mean, most adults, unless you have the nostalgia for Ninja Turtles, you're not going to care. I mean, I wasn't a huge Ninja Turtles fan, so it, I but I still enjoyed it, and it was a Ninja Turtles movie, so I thought that was notable because I'm not a fa- not usually a fan of the turtles. So, and the one other one that is a huge movie that hit Peacock at the same time, and I'm like, why in the hell is this movie that I've never heard of? making $80 million at the box office. What the hell is five nights at Freddy's? Oh God. It's, it's not as terrible as I thought it was going to be, but it's not good. And unfortunately I think there's going to be about 800 million more of these movies. Yeah. So, oh, I know all about it, my friend, because Lachlan, oh, you do? yeah, Lachlan actually, oh, well, no, he never played the game. I played the game once. I think back in the day, um, I knew what this was from the game it's like animatronics come alive and try to kill the janitor or some shit. Or that's basically yeah. it. It's like Chuck E. Cheese yes. comes alive, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Which the people have been doing for years, but the, anyway, I didn't realize it was. I didn't realize it was so huge. The games yeah. were so huge. Oh, it's huge. Josh Hutcherson or whatever from the Hunger Games. Gina knows yep. that dude. Um, yep. He was like Matt the, Lillard as well. Oh wow. Okay, I like him. Anyway. Yeah. Lachlan like read a couple of these books. They have like kids books about, I don't know. It's a whole, it's a whole fucking thing. There's all these YouTube memes and of course, and all that shit. And I'm probably going to watch it with him if he hasn't already watched it uh, to see, but. Well, the um, thing that it seems like to me, I mean, it's PG 13. So most of the horror that's in it is kind of implied horror. Kind of like, like when the jaws attacks and all you see is the aftermath of what happened. There's a lot of that kind of stuff. So it's not, it seems almost like a gateway into horror for, for kids is kind of what it seems. And I mean, it's, it's extremely predictable. It's not scary at all. I mean, there actually is some cool visuals and actually the animatronic monsters are actually kind of cool because they're, I don't know, but it's not a great movie, but I just thought, I was just shocked that it made the kind of money it did. And it was like, sometimes you, every once in a while you find out there's this huge cultural thing happening and you had no idea it was happening and had no knowledge of it. So that was that for me. So I don't know. It was just so strange. Yeah. Well, it also tells you about theaters today, right? Where this is like this and the Taylor Swift movie are like the biggest things in months. There's just not a lot of good stuff that's in the theater right now. And I guess with the strikes and COVID, Let's give it some time. You know, I'm willing to give. I mean, I don't think the theater is ever going to go away. It just, it just has no. its ebbs and flows. But yeah, I'll have well, to then, check out that. Uh, I do want to mention. Did you have something else you wanted to mention? Oh, I was just going to say about that too. That's the crazy thing about this movie making that much money. Just watching it on my TV, you can tell how cheap it is. Yeah, I it's know. Extru- I know. They, they do actually do the set design and production design is actually really good for the low budget it is. But it's shocking to me that 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 movie can make that much money on the box office and everybody, Dude. including myself, like an hour ago was saying how it's only going to be big, huge CGI oh. fest and stuff. Well, this movie made a ton of money with a, I know couldn't have been much money spent. So, well, that's kind of the same thing though, isn't it? Um, right. It's just two ends of the same, uh, spectrum. I, I suppose it is another around and touch each other. It's like, I, I tuned in a little on saw 10, Oh because yeah. Because people are like, oh, it's actually good. I watched like a half an hour of it. That shit looks like it was made in someone's basement for about fifteen dollars and ninety-five cents. It's well, like kinda what... you enter his lair and for some reason there's a blinking light. Like, come on, are you well, serious? Well, like it's... he can't fix the light bulb, but he ha- he can... I think that's just because 
saw has generally just lowered the bar so much over the years that even a slight increase in quality it's like oh my god it's amazing so bad i thought uh, i was gonna say the one thing about five nights that i thought was also interesting is that like three of the biggest pop culture things this year have been video game in other media the last of us super mario brothers and this now well i wonder if the video game thing if people are finally starting to figure out how to convert video games into entertainment that people will enjoy well, I, I, I mean, I like passive integration, passive video games, but hey, I always like to remind people that the NFL is the most popular TV show and video games and porn make way more money than TV and movies yeah. do. Yep. And music together, combined. Yeah. <laughs> you yep. know what I'm saying? That's so exactly. Um, that's really what people are doing with their lives while we talk about other shit. But I wanted to end the show today by thanking Grandpa James who today posted on our Facebook page a link to Jared Leto, now the first person to <laughs> climb to the top of the Empire State Building legally. Um, he's promoting his new 30 Seconds to Mars. He's 51. The motherfucker still looks like he's 16 years old. I can't believe it. But really, host. he only climbed about 15 floors uh, a 20-minute hike, but he was like about 1,300 feet up in the air. This is his quote. I was more excited than nervous, to tell you the truth, because, of course, he's Jared Leto. He's a superstar. He does anything. But I have to be honest, it was very, very hard. It was a lot harder than I thought it would be. <coughs> Just the endurance that it took, the stamina that it took, and it was very sharp. Well, Just looking at the pictures are... Oh, my God. Far be it from Jared Leto to just say, hey, I'm lucky to be able to do something like this. He has to tell us how difficult it was and how fucking amazing he is. Um, you know, the, he makes records. He wins Oscars. He climbs buildings. What, uh, what can this guy not do? Ever since I was a kid, New York stood for the place that you went to make your dreams come true. And as a young kid, I wanted to be an artist. And New York was the place that you came to be an artist. And the Empire State Building was always that symbol for me. Yes, artists across the world think of the Empire State Building as a symbol of King Kong climbing to the top of it and Jared Leto. Leto. Um, wow. I can't tell. Was he referencing King Kong or was that you adding it? Either way, it's hilarious. It, it, uh, I don't even know anymore. Where, <laughs> where he begins and I end, we don't even know. Jared and I are simpatico we are together as one <laughs> and um all i can say is um you can also watch jared leto star in that last mar what craven the hunter whatever that morbius. was morbius oh morbius okay i'm sorry <laughs> yes um that we, one of the, craven the hunter films. is still coming out which oh, is god sad. oh god when will it end and well i know when this podcast will end and that's right now um, this big, we ended up talking for like a fucking hour and a half and I didn't even know what we were going to talk. This is like around the couch pod. We got to end this. Yes, right it was totally. Um, thanks everyone for listening. DVRpodcast.com. Andy, thank you for your time. You're awesome, pal. Yeah. I want, I got to get going anyway, cause I need to watch this hunt down this video so I can watch Jared climb the empire state. Building yes. With, I'm going to get home. I'm just going to, I got to, I'm going to gather the family around. We're all going to watch it exactly. together tonight. Family movie night, everyone. That's what I exactly, exactly. Uh, um, Lachlan's coming home soon. I got to get him and show him what Jared 
what Lido Leto has accomplished. And then we're going to listen to some 30 seconds to Mars and just drift away. Maybe a, it might be a good reason to watch his, his performance in Fight Club, which probably was the peak of his career. Oh, yeah. Where he just gets beat to a bloody pulp. So, hey, I'm not, I'm, I mean, this dude is a fucking weirdo, but for real, he is at some points has done some very good acting. Oh, yeah. Uh, not always, act. but sometimes yeah. he can act very well. Um, but it's just then, so much fun to make fun of. Oh. He is. Oh God. He, he, there's not a person in this world that takes themselves more seriously. You know what he is? He's, he Leto might Leto. be our generation's Tom Cruise. How, how fast does he run? Oh, uh, I don't know if I've seen him run in a movie, but I don't think he can run like Tom Cruise. My I friend. don't think so either, but he can take himself just as seriously as Tom does. Um, that is, that's true. And that's a hard thing to do. Hail Zeno. <laughs> Hail Zeno. We'll end it there. Peace out, everybody.